hello and welcome back to another episode of a cozy Christmas podcast. I'm your host Art, a year older but not a year wiser. Perhaps a couple pounds heavier <laughs> thanks to some wonderful birthday treats uh, I've received. Welcome to this episode of a cozy Christmas podcast. Some exciting news today. This episode is the 50th episode of the podcast. When I started uh, a year ago, I wasn't quite sure if it was going to work, if anyone would listen, how long I was going to do it or anything. I just jumped in, started doing it. As, as I've mentioned before, Ray Bradbury, one of my favorite writers, would say, jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down. And while I, I'm excited that the cozy Christmas wings I've built are doing quite well, so thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing these episodes. Thank you for reaching out to me. Well, some fun things in the episode ahead, so let's get to it. First of all, so in today's episode, we're going to have some listener emails. A wonderful story read by a listener's mother will come later in the story or in the episode. The last few weeks or so, I've received quite a few emails from listeners. And well, I say quite a few. I've gotten a couple (laughs) more than I usually get. And so I I really enjoy reading your letters, your emails. So I want to share some of those with you on the podcast today. First of all, just a shout out from Bill from thevillagecollector.com. As he's been a guest on our show several times. And they have officially reached now over, what was the number now? Uh, Over uh, 200,000 viewers of the website. So he was pretty excited to have reached that that pretty epic number. So if you've gone to his website to check out all the information and latest news about Christmas villages and, and village collecting, uh, let me encourage you to head over there and, and check them out. So I got an email from Alina. I sure hope I pronounced your name right, Alina. And she just wrote in to, to thank me for uh, putting on the Cozy Christmas podcast. And I really appreciate all the kind things that you said. And uh, that she enjoys how I integrate the stories into the mix along with the authors and and all those things that I do. So I, I, I really appreciate that, Elena. So she said she had to respond about when I was talking about some mincemeat pie I made. She says, your episode about mincemeat pie inspired me to send you an email. My dad's favorite pie was mincemeat and my mom always used to make it at Christmas using the filling from the glass jar. I always wanted to like it, but as much as I tried, I thought it was awful. Until I made a mincemeat pie from scratch. I found a recipe online and was quite pleased with the results. It tasted mostly like an apple pie, but definitely with some stronger spice elements. I am sending you the recipe in case you would like to give it a whirl. That recipe she shares, and I'll have it posted if you're interested, sounds a lot like what was in the mincemeat pie I made. It had a very strong apple taste, but a lot of, or it had the apple taste, but a lot of strong spice taste to it as well. It was really good. Anyway, I asked her if she had any Christmas memories to share. So she, she says this, one of my favorite memories growing up is on Christmas Eve. We would gather at one of our family's houses, aunts or uncles or ours. There were many cousins. In fact, one of my aunts had 10 children. So there were a lot of us. All of the younger kids had to wait in a separate room until Santa came to give each of us a gift. Before we received a gift from Santa, 
we had to sing him a song, do a magic trick, or another display of thankful talent. One year, I learned to play a Christmas tune on my Fisher-Price xylophone, and boy was I nervous. While we were waiting for Santa to arrive, one of the adults would run the projector and show us old black and white cartoons that didn't have any sound. Sometimes we would munch on candy canes, making us all the more squirmy and excited than we already were. Soon we would hear the jingling of Christmas bells, and upon the opening of the door that barricaded us in, we would all rush out to the living room, overflowing with joy, excitement, and anticipation of seeing the one and only Santa Claus. Christmas had arrived. As you can imagine, it's easier said than done to perform in front of the big man on Christmas Eve. There were a few fears, fits of shyness, and nerves, but as each child got older, it became easier to perform for our beloved Santa Claus. Merry Christmas to all. Uh, thank you, Elena, for that story. Um, can you imagine having Santa Claus show up at your house uh, like that, and then having to do some sort of talent for him? That sounds like a wonderful way to uh, have Santa a part of your Christmas celebrations. And then I just received a email yesterday from a listener named Carol. Uh, she just wrote in to say thank you for the podcast and that she enjoyed the Victorian story I did a month ago. It might have been the Christmas hirelings. Anyway, she said, I have a really hard time finding these kinds of stories and I do so enjoy them. I'm sure I'm not alone in loving the innocence and the nostalgia the beautiful Christmas descriptions found within their pages. She says, and so I ask you to do more of those Christmas stories often and all year round. So Carol, thank you for listening all the way out there in sunny California. And I will definitely be sharing and reading more Victorian Christmas stories. Uh, I'm hoping to do at least two a month and, and I'm trying to work out a schedule that works well or that works for me. And I've got some interviews and things I'm doing too. I know some people like those and others like like the stories more and, and that's fine. I like doing them both. So I'm, I'm going to try to maybe alternate them every other episode or something. Anyway, keep listening and for sure more stories are coming. I've got a list of Christmas short stories that I will be reading over the next year or so. I've been really digging around and finding some great stories and some funny ones, some very innocent ones, or uh, some just real charming stories. So I can't wait to share that with you. And so speaking of stories, I do want to plug again my, my new podcast I'm doing. It's, it's a non-Christmas podcast, uh, but it's called the Bookshelf Odyssey Podcast. Basically, as I've said from the beginning, when I started wanting to do a podcast, I wasn't sure if I wanted, wanted to do a Christmas podcast or a book podcast, both very strong interest in me. So I thought I'd go ahead and do the Christmas one because I could bring stories and, and Christmas thing, you know, Christmas books into that. But I have found so many wonderful stories to share with you that are not really Christmas related. And so many great authors I've met who are putting out fantastic work beyond Christmas related things that I really want you to uh, get to know them and their work. So I've started a new book podcast that I'll be running along with this one. And just imagine it, I'm, I'm going to try to make it like um, like this podcast just without the Christmas parts. So, <laughs> and maybe that's your favorite part of this is the Christmas and that's fine. Go ahead and check it out if you like hearing stories read to you and 
hearing author interviews and book recommendations, things like that. And again, that's the Bookshelf Odyssey podcast. One other email I want to share before I introduce the story. This is from Michelle. And she wrote in to, t- to ask me if she could send me a recording of her mother reading one of their favorite Christmas stories called The Small One. I jumped at that opportunity because I love to read stories, but I would love to hear you folks reading the stories that mean a lot to you or sharing the stories that mean a lot to you. So I was very excited uh, to get Michelle's email. All right. So I, I asked her, what was the story behind her mom recording herself reading the story, the small one? And so she answered, this whole thing began, as many stories do, many years ago. My mom was about 10 or 11 years old at the time when she received a 78 RPM two-record set of the story of The Small One, as narrated by Bing Crosby, and instantly fell in love with it. She got to the point where she could recite it from memory and eagerly shared it with anyone who would listen, including her young cousins, her dog, etc. Although it wasn't a Christmas tradition per se, It stayed with her all her life, and will still share it with anyone who will listen. It wasn't until years later, I was in my 40s, that I was able to get through the entire story without crying, and decided that it must be recorded. So in my basement music studio, we recorded The Small One. The beautiful way my mom recites this story still gets me, even as I am writing to you. This story has always been humming in the background. A word or a phrase will pop up in everyday conversation, and instantly it comes back to life. I am very honored to share our version of this story with you and the Cozy Christmas listeners. Enjoy. And that's from Michelle and her mother, Joan. And I'll play that here in a minute. But this is really special. And I'm, Michelle, so, so grateful that you um, reached out and are sharing this very powerful and important memory in your in your life. And don't those make the best stories, the ones that we integrate within our lives every day? You know, maybe a word or a phrase or a situation comes up and you think back to that story and a line from that story, you, you can work it into your daily vocabulary. It, you know, for me, the Christmas Carol story is like that. Um, I talk about it all the time throughout the year. There's a situation that comes up that there's a good quote from that book. Uh, I'll, I'll use it. The small one is a charming Christmas story, and I think you'll enjoy it. So let's make ourselves cozy and enjoy this Christmas story, the small one read to you by Michelle's mom, Joan. The Small One by Charles Taswell. The same winter sun that dances on the northern snow sprawls infinitely at ease in the thick white dust of El Camino de Norte de Mexico. This is the hour of siesta, and the road belongs to the dust devils and the little brown lizards. Lying here in the shade of a pepper tree, a man can drowse and dream the strangest stories ever dreamed. What may that be with such buzzing? Or is it a hornet? Oh, oh, it's only a small boy berating a disreputable-looking donkey. A donkey! A donkey you call yourself! A stupidon! A fine animal with a stout leg on each corner! A handsome tail to shoo off the flies! And two beautiful ears to point to where you are going! 
And what do you do with these wonderful things the good God has given you? Nothing. Nothing at all. Pablo, you are a disgrace to all the donkeys of Mexico. Hey, hey, Pablo. See? Oh, buenos dias, senor. Look, it's much too hot for all that commotion. But this donkey, what's the matter with him? What's he done? He has done nothing. But nothing, hmm? Nothing is all he ever wants to do. Wise animal. Here it is but two days before Christmas when a load of wood could be sold in the village to buy gifts and a candle, but does he care? No. Well, there's no use getting upset about it. A donkey's a donkey. They're all alike. See, ungrateful and stubborn. Oh, no, no, you're wrong there, Pablo. Yes, but I know, sure, everybody says they are. They beat them and curse them and call them stupid. The trouble is they don't know the truth about little donkeys. No? Then what is the truth? Why, it's not stubbornness at all. No, sir, why, it's pride that makes donkeys so, well, kind of aloof. Aloof? That's right. Sun, rain, good luck, bad luck. What does it matter? Their pride is the shield against anything that man of the elements can do to them. I don't see what this donkey has to be proud of. Oh, he has. Yes, indeed. You see, a long, long time ago, a great honor came to one of them. An honor so great that it lifted him to a place that you or I or all the world might envy. But I do not envy this donkey. Well, you should. You know why? Why? Because of all animals and of all men, he's already fulfilled his destiny. What is destiny? Well, reason for people being born or things created. Come on, bring your donkey over here in the shade and I'll, I'll tell you about it. Si, senor. Come on, Cupido. Hey, listen, Pablo. Did you hear that? Only a donkey can make that sound with his hoofs on the stones of the road. Come on, lead him over here and listen to him. You see, Pablo, once upon a Christmas Eve, there was a small donkey. He was 14 and happy years old, and he'd worked hard and long for at least 14 masters. He was a valuable animal, senor. Oh, no. He wasn't much to look at. He was battered and scarred. His tail was like a piece of rope unraveled down at the end. Yes, and one of his ears stood straight up like a cactus plant. The other one hung down like the wilted cabbage leaf. And on top of that, his off tine leg had a limp. What was his name? Oh, they just called him the small one. Small one? That's right. His latest master was a woodcutter who also owned four younger and therefore stronger donkeys. Was the woodcutter kind to him? His son was. It was this boy who took care of the small one, made sure there was dry straw for his bed and that the loads of wood weren't too heavy for the small one's back. I guess the boy and the old donkey were what we called amigos. Right, close amigos. But one day the woodcutter called to his son and he said, Son, I want you to take this donkey, the one you call small one, to a shop just inside the town gates. They'll give you a piece of silver in exchange for the animal. You mean... You don't mean you're going to sell, small one. He can no longer do his share of the work. Yes, but even when carrying half the loads of other donkeys, his worn-out legs tremble and his sides heave like a bellows. But he'll be strong as the others soon. Just give him but a few weeks. 
An old donkey is of no use. One day he'll drop dead on us up on the hills of total loss. Yes, but he's mine. The shop you'll take him to is a second on the left as you pass through the town gates. But, but the second shop is the tanner. His hide may be old, but it'll make good leather. But you can't do that to him. He's worked so hard. He's been so faithful. Come now, no crying over a miserable old donkey. Hurry now and be off with you. Yes, and take good care not to lose that piece of silver. That small boy and the small donkey made a pretty sorrowful picture as they traveled along the road to town. People along the way wondered why the boy was crying. You see, they couldn't know that the small one's hoofs were beating out the words, going to the tanners. That was very bad. Yes, it was. Well, it was early afternoon when the small boy and his small donkey went through the town gates. It was market day, and all at once the boy remembered there was a horse market going on in the square. Why, if he could sell small one to some new and kind master, the little donkey wouldn't be killed. Yet his father could have the piece of silver. So holding tight to small one's rope, and his face streaked with dust and tears, the boy hurried to the horse market. Sixty is the bid. Sixty for a mare so fine that not a mere prince has ever set her back. Four limbs, sound limbs. Who will make it sixty-five? Look at that proud head. See that flowing mane. Do I hear sixty-five? Excuse me, sir. Would you like to buy a fine donkey? What is it you want, boy? This donkey. He's for sale. The price is very cheap, but one piece of silver. That bag of bones? Ha! <laughs> Go on, go away, before I take a stick to both your backs. Seventy is a bid. Do I hear more? Seventy once, seventy twice. Sold for seventy pieces of silver. A fine bargain, my friend. Now who has the next animal? Step up, please. Please, sir, would you try and sell this small donkey? Go away, boy. He's a very fine animal. Not nearly as old as he looks. I told you to go away. He's terrible strong, and he eats very little. This is a horse market. We've no time to waste on donkeys. But a small donkey would take such a small time. <laughs> all right, all right, my boy, if you insist. My friends, a great bargain I have to offer you. The proud owner terms it a donkey. But being truthful, I would call it an animated pile of shaking bones. No, he isn't. He's strong. Observe how the marks have been at the hide. And the tail? Is it a tail? I think it's the stub of a broom worn out from sweeping the courtyard. Don't say those things about him. Yes, a true museum piece, my friends. Moldy with age and loose in the joints. He's not like that at all. Ah, but we mustn't laugh, my friends, because its owner assures me that this animal is fine enough to share a stall with the king's horses. You can't make fun of him like that. He's a fine donkey, and he does belong in the king's stable. Yes, and maybe someday that's where he'll be. All right, all right, my boy. Take your donkey and move along. We've business to attend to. And now, my friends, as we've had our fun and disposed of the king's donkey, I have another animal. A very fine one. Well, the little boy and the little donkey left the marketplace, Pablo. The afternoon was slipping by, and the long shadows on the street told him that before long he'd have to return home. And when he got there, he must have the piece of silver to give to his father. He tried stopping people along the street. 
He went from door to door. But no one in all the town seemed to want to buy a small, tired donkey. The sun was going down when he got back to the town gates. His hot tears fell on the small one's back, and the little donkey's head drooped so low that his limp ear almost touched the ground. And then, just as the boy was leading the small one up to the tanner's door, a voice spoke to him. My son? Yes? Yes, sir? I have a great favor to ask you. Are you the owner of this small donkey? Oh, yes, sir. I have a long journey to make. My wife is not well. I have great need of a strong and gentle animal to carry her safely. Well, small one is very strong and very trustworthy. I can see that. Would you sell him to me? Oh, yes, sir. And the price is only one piece of silver. One piece of silver? Is, is that too much? No, a very reasonable price for such a beautiful animal. Well, I guess he's not really beautiful, but he's good. Yes, I believe you, and I'll be kind to him, I promise you. Here, here's your piece of silver. Come, small one. Do you mind, do you mind if I, if I come as far as the town gates? You see, small one and I, not at all. You'll want to say goodbye to him, of course. You can do that while I see my wife safely on his back. Here we are. Easy now, small one. Goodbye, small one. It isn't forever, you know. When I grow up and earn many pieces of silver, I'll buy you back. Won't that be wonderful, small one? All right, my son. We are ready to go now. Wait, traveler. Yes, soldier? I must make out the record before you can pass through the town gates. Who are you? My name is Joseph. And your wife? They call her Mary. Your destination? Bethlehem. Pass, traveler. Come, small one. Good, Goodbye, small one. Be very gentle and sure of foot and carry her safe to Bethlehem. And so, Pablo, the small one passed through the town gates and plotted the many weary miles to Bethlehem. And there in the stable, which became a king's stable, he saw a king born, a king of men, of centuries, of life, of death. Yes, and the small one's tired old eyes saw the shepherds and the wise men who came to pay homage to his small master. And he heard the voices of the angels rejoicing. And the notes they sang were the very same ones his own hoofs had rung out on the stones of the road. And then it came to pass that all those who had laughed at his ragged coat and his limping gape and his drooping ear, they all envied the small one, for he had become a part of a great miracle. Oh, this was a long, long time ago, Pablo. But you know, even today, all small donkeys, they stand and dream, especially around Christmas time. Dream of the small one, the small one of Bethlehem.
So are you familiar with that story at all? I think I've heard it before, but if I have, it's been a long, long time. It was a little familiar to me, but but I I love this recording. Uh, it, it and what a special memory that you will always have of of your of Michelle of your mom reading that story. I mean, it's it is here for posterity, uh, and unless something happens to you know digital recordings or the internet or whatever, <laughs> well, heaven forbid that happens, but uh, we'll have it, and it'll be something your grandchildren and your great grandchildren can enjoy and. And I think that's that's really neat. Uh, what a great gift. So thank you to uh, you folks who have been writing in. I would love to get more emails from you just to say hi, sharing with me a favorite Christmas memory, uh, a tradition you do. It can be whatever. Uh, I'd love to read it. If you have favorite recipes to share, I'll tell you why in a minute. You know how Gracie and I love to test out treats, so share some recipes with me, some of your favorite Christmas recipes, or just recipes in general is fine too. So I've got some more big news for you. I know, you're like, wait, what? Oh, all this all this big news, I can't... Oh, there's a noisy crow outside. Be quiet, I'm recording. <laughs> so I've been working on a new website. You can go to CozyChristmasPodcast.com and you can see the website there. And what I'm hoping to do is collect all in one place all the information I've been sharing and the episodes. You go over there and you'll see that there's a place you can listen to the episodes. Um, I've got a page for videos that I'm hoping to start doing more of in the future. I'll have a, also a list of all the books and stories that I've read or talked about and shared on the podcast. And hopefully they will be linked to the individual episodes. If you want to hear me read those or talk about those stories and talk about those novels, you can link it all there from one page and it'll be done alphabetically by author. Um, then I'll also have a page with a list of all the guests that I've had on and their particular episodes will be linked there as well. So if you really want to hear again that that Gerald Dickens interview, you can just go right over to that page, find it, click on it, and take a listen without having to scroll through all the different episodes I've put out. Then I've got some fun stuff on there as well. I'm going to have a page of recipes as well. I've talked about several recipes on here, so I'll be sharing recipes on that page. You can check those out. There's going to be a, the store page that will link to my Etsy shop where you can pick up um, hand-painted ornaments I've done, some podcast merchandise I've put together, different odds and ends I'll be selling in my Etsy store, and that will help uh, support the show as well. And then I might be having a blog or something on the front page. I don't I don't know yet. Um, I'd love for you to check it out. Let me know what you think. That's CozyChristmasPodcast.com. Or you can still go to CozyChristmasPod for now and just get the episodes online or subscribe on iTunes, um, all the other websites and different podcast apps uh I, it should be available there if you just want the episode but uh, for those of you who like to check out the website it's there and it's looking snazzy and i want to thank my uh my oldest son for helping me figure out how to use the the google website creator thing <laughs> i'm really trying hard not to be a boomer <laughs>
All right. Well, that's it for the episode today. Uh, our little Christmas family has been growing this year. It's really just been so neat to see that. So thank you for all of you who are out sharing the word about this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can reach out to me at cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com or uh, you can go to cozychristmaspodcast.com for all uh, links of to episodes, uh, story, or podcast information, and where I'm at online on various social media accounts. And remember to be kind to each other and do good. And that there is nothing in the world more irresistibly contagious than laughter and good humor. Have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs>